guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So when I introduced you to the book of Numbers yesterday, uh, in the Bible Dictionary, it talked about how it also had to do with the events in the wilderness. There's some crazy events going on that the book of Numbers focuses on. So you move forward. We're jumping all the way into chapter 13 of the book of Numbers, where you have some of the events in the wilderness. Now, Numbers 13, 1 through 16, a little brief overview. Moses and the children of Israel had traveled from Mount Sinai in hopes of repossessing the land promised to them according to the divine covenants made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So this is the promised land. This is the land that has been promised to them. But other people have inhabited that land, so they've got to go in and check it out. So before entering that land, the Lord told Moses to send some men to explore the land of Canaan. So Moses chose 12 men, one from each tribe, everyone a ruler among them into the land, is what it said in verse 2. Now you look at some of these individuals right here. Some of these names are fantastic. Shaphat, that's a great name. You got Caleb, that might be one that's familiar to you. Uh, Egal Oshia, also known as Joshua. Uh, Palti, Gadiel, Gadi, uh, Amiel, Sethur, Nabi, there's a name that needs to come back. And you got Guel. So you got all these guys that Moses sent to spy out the land. So in these verses, you see the way these spies come back and report about this land. So verse 17, it says, Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, get you up this way southward, go up into the mountain and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So these guys went into there, and Moses is like, look, will you just let us know what the land is like? Is it good or bad? Uh, do they look like they're strong people? Whatever, just go check it out. So verse number 23, it says, they came back unto the brook of Eshkol, and cut down from thence a branch with one cluster of grapes, and they bear it between two upon a staff, and they brought of the pomegranates and of the figs. I saw this picture here. I thought this was interesting. This is one cluster of grapes from this land. They're carrying it between. This is just a ginormous cluster of grapes here. Verse 25, it says, they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. Now, verse 27, and they told him and said, we came into the land, whether thou sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. I can imagine just plopping this fruit right down there. Check this stuff out. These grapes, you know, the size of watermelons. And then you have got what I would call one of the biggest butts of the Bible. You see this word. It's always an interesting word in scriptures. Verse 28. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there, uh, known as uh, giants. And you got verse 29. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the east of Jordan. This land is filled with all kinds of strong people. 
And then Caleb, I love this, verse 30. Caleb stilled the people before Moses. I can just picture him just like, everybody, calm down. Caleb says, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are able to overcome it. I love that. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. This land is huge. All the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight. I think that's an interesting addition here. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. So let me just give you a little bit of review of what was just seen here. They saw, now look, what I've got here is kind of the way Joshua and Caleb saw this versus how the other 10 saw this. So they saw a land flowing with milk and honey. That was what Joshua and Caleb saw. I think the other people saw it as well, but it just wasn't as strong. You saw fruit, this big, huge fruit. You saw strong people. You saw great walls. You saw those who are the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, Canaanites, so forth. And you saw giants in the land. And what happened is Joshua and Caleb saw the promised land and these other ones saw other people's land. So you can see here what you often choose to focus on is what you end up seeing. And that's why 10 of these individuals are like, ah, great walls, other people's land, strong people, giants. And Joshua and Caleb are like, oh, land flowing with milk and honey, fruit. This is the Lord's promised land. They all saw the same things, but their focus is a little bit different. So Joshua and Caleb saw with the eyes of faith and the others saw with the eyes of fear. So now you get into chapter 14, and all of these other 10 are just like, yeah, we're scared, let's go back to the land of Egypt. And Numbers 14, verses 6 through 10, Joshua and Caleb, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. They spake unto the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us unto this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is is with us. Fear them not. That's one of those things where Moses, when he sent them in there, he told them to be of good courage. And you're going to see how much that phrase plays into the life of Joshua later on. Uh, verse 10, it says, but all the congregation bade stone them with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel, which during times of uncertainty and assumptions, because that's all this is. They're just making tons of assumptions. How does a person see with the eyes of faith rather than fear and doubt? Because you're looking at our world, that same thing happens. You see all of these difficulties going on, and it just depends on what you are looking for, which this is kind of a part one to this. Part two, I want to bring up tomorrow where you're going to see what the result is when you look at things with an eye of faith and how you look at things with the eyes of doubt, and you're gonna see what happens with that. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. 
And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.